Hi guys and happy Monday. Welcome back to Mondays with Mon. On today's episode, I'm joined by a very special guest. I am joined today by my best friend, Taylor Sporoski. Hi everyone. Are you nervous to be here today? Oh, I am. I feel very under the microscope right now, but I'm very excited. <laughs> so I guess we'll start off by just talking a bit about um, how we met, our friendship, um, how long we've been friends for, let the listeners get to know Taylor. So Taylor and I have been friends for pretty much our whole lives, almost. Um, our families were friends when we were pretty much babies, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they were really close family friends. So we were always over each other's houses and stuff. And that's where we first met, I guess. But then over the years, um, you know, we went from we went to different schools. Um, we lived in different areas. So we kind of drifted apart um, as time went on. But then my partner, Jake, um, his sister was actually good friends with Taylor in school. And when I got together with Jake, that's when Taylor was always around and our friendship kind of rekindled from there, I guess you would say, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then it's funny, like it, we just basically picked off where we picked up where we left off. And now look at us I know, six Chris. or eight years later into the friendship going into the real world together yeah literally i think that it's so beautiful being friends with someone for so long and going from you know creating and choreographing those dance routines to perform in front of our families literally do you remember the kim possible (laughs) dance i'll never forget that it was so we used to make our parents stop like they'd they'd be entertaining like a whole bunch of guests and we'd literally be in taylor's room choreographing like this kim possible dance and then, like, we were reenacting, I think, the, oh, so the intro to Kim Possible. And then we'd make them all stop what they're doing, stop their conversation, so we could put on a performance Perform, for them. Perform, expect an applause, <laughs> require an encore feedback. <laughs> but it's just crazy to see how that uh, dynamic has changed. And Literally. being able to then grow with someone and now you're, you know, having those intimate moments and sharing financial advice Literally. and watching each other grow and we're adults now <laughs> succeed and it's just it's it's beautiful to look back on and i think that you know if you've got those friends that you've known for a while you should cherish them and 100 percent treasure those friendships yeah definitely what would you say our favorite memory or your favorite memory of us now being adults is i feel like we've done so much together i feel like now we've traveled the world together we i think that's where the best memories lie because when you're out of your comfort zone in another country it's just especially me i was saying on the last episode i filmed with cass i'm not um i'm not that fun when i'm in sydney or in australia because of work and stuff so when i'm overseas i really let loose and i'm definitely Monica's like the opposite of a skeptical traveler. Like she's like, no, we're doing it. You know what? Literally. We went to Bali and everyone was like, do not get on the back of the motorbike. You that was will the injure one yourself. Rule, one rule my mom said to us, girls do not get on the motorcycles. And, we, and what the fuck did we do? We got so drunk at that. Po- What's that popular place that everyone? But uh, Motel Mexicola. Motel Mexicola. <laughs> we got absolutely wrecked. 
And then we were like, oh, we need a form of transport to go home. No, then- we were going first. Okay, so I think it was the first time that we got online. Everyone was, so Motel Mexicola closed and everyone was going to like the kick-ons oh, at a different right. club. Um, everyone was getting on the motorbikes and we were like looking at each other and we're like, so do we do it? Like it's. it's we were told far- not to do this. Yeah, it's <laughs> a far walk. Everyone else is doing it. We should just do it. So fuck it. We both got on one. Well, one with, yeah. with someone else driving. So that's three people on one on one they, motorbike. They literally have no fucks like in Bali. They don't give a fuck. There's yeah. no like sense of safety. It was, There's no rules. It was definitely not the most sensible. Decision. No. We, and then as soon as it was, so, I was getting motion sickness. We had had so much alcohol, and then when we got to the next bar, I was like. I got off. I was kissing the floor. (laughs) But at that point, we had confidence in the. Oh, and then we were like, oh, this was fine. We're going to. And you best believe for the rest of the trip in a sober state, we were like, yeah, we want to go to this. Um, We went back to our friend Mel. We were like, it was fine, Mel. We were cheering. We got home safe. We got home in one piece. (laughs) But that's not even. That's not even my favorite memory. My. From that trip, the Bali trip, my favorite memory. was walking down this strip that had a bunch of sort of like shop stores. It's sort of like a market See, if you know Bali, like if you've been to Bali, you would know what we're talking about. It's like Bali's known for like its street markets and like they have like literally just junk. Like it's all just junk shit. But you, that the whole experience is to just go and look around and bargain. Like it's fun to bargain with it, it, That's like a a feature of yeah, shopping is yeah. to have those negotiations with the locals. And and I'll have you know before Taylor, I know where you're going with this, before Taylor gets into it, going into this, my parents had their honeymoon in Bali, so they told me, my dad was teaching me how to haggle with the <laughs> men before going in. He's like, this is how you do it. You grab a whole bunch of shit and you put it in the middle and you go, okay, this much for $100 or whatever it is. What's their... The what's, currency. Yeah, what's their currency? I don't even remember, but... Let's just, whatever, let's just use Australian dollars as an example. I'd, I'd chuck all the shit in the middle. I'd be like, Taylor, get all your shit together. I'd throw it in the middle. I'd be like, 100 bucks for this. And then go on, you can tell the story. Oh, some of them do try and lowball you, though. Like, you'll pick up one, like a bottle opener, and then they'll peg the price in their currency. And when you're doing the math in your head, like, that's 30 Australian Literally, dollars. you're ripping what? me off, you bastard. <laughs> um, but it was, we were walking down this street. And first, firstly, do you even remember, you are walking alongside all these people and peop, uh, shop owners sort of like, they try and pull you in and yeah. they're coming out and they're talking to you. And Monica's like, do you know who I am? <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, like, this guy think what's about to happen. And she's like, I'm famous in my country. <laughs> and they believed. And I was like, stop it, I couldn't breathe. Obviously, I'm taking the piss, I'm not fucking. No, she was like, she was like, I'm a famous singer, (laughs) big singer. And then and then at that point when they when they were trying to guess her nationality, a lot of people a lot of people were Well, I was introducing myself as Slobodonka. Oh yeah, that's that's a whole other (laughs) thing. But a lot of people thought we were from New Zealand. Oh and then Monica's like, do you want to see me do the haka? I'm really good at it. (laughs) It was just it was a whole thing. Anyway. Oh, we used to get um, catcalled walking past the 
walking past all the markets, they'd be like whistling at us. Hey, oh, sexy we'll ladies. get into catcalling a little later. What, what, <laughs> what was I saying to the guy when I was trying to bargain with him? Oh. We were having a full-blown argument at this point. So Taylor's like, like I, pissing herself. There was something. Me. It was, And you know what? This is this is a testament to the kind of friend that Monica is. It was for me. Like <laughs> it was something I wanted to buy. It had nothing to do with Monica and I wanted it so bad. And it was the first one that I, I don't even remember. I can't remember what it, it was. was. I know it was like. Like, there was, I can't remember. I was it fucking, was a bag and then something else. I don't know. I can't. I wanted it so bad, and I was like, "Oh my god, Monica, look, it's that color, and I want to get it." And she's like, "Don't worry, we'll get it for you. We'll get a good price." And then she's like, trying to have good. She goes, and he's lowballing her, and she's like, "No way!" I <laughs> <laughs> have videos, mind you, Monica has two inverted braids with purple hair extensions <laughs> that she got my tits are hanging out because we've just come from like a beach club yeah we were like, like we're in our half in our bikinis half in clothes we were fucked oh, and she had these purple hair extensions don't done ask in me braids. what the she got up at 6am while we were sleeping <laughs> to get those by the way don't ask me what the fuck possessed me to do that but these bitches like they chucked me in my own room and these bitches Monica's sleep a snoring in. problem okay whatever <laughs> These bitches sleep in. I, if you know me, I cannot sleep in. Like, I don't know if it's because of work. Like, I just can't. And I get bored. Like, there's only so much you can do when you're by yourself. Like, I was, I had my own but hotel she, room. Why sleep in? She means like eight thirty. That's what she's saying. Like, or maybe even we'll no push it bullshit. Okay. I was out till like ten a.m. Like, I went down. I got a massage. I got a coffee. I got my hair braided. <laughs> and then she braids it, and I see these purple things, and I'm like, "What's this?" She goes, "Oh, we braid in the hair." I'm like, <laughs> "Yes." Yes, yes, I want that. <laughs> I promise you, when we woke up in the morning and she came in and she's like, do you do you want a coffee? And she walks in with purple hair. Like, where did you go? I don't and it's know. like, it's 9 a.m. Like, where the <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yep. <laughs> Anywho, that's my favorite memory that I can think of, but there is countless. Oh, mate, so many. Anyway, enough about me. Mm-hmm. We're here to speak about you. I want to know more about you. I want the listeners to learn more about Taylor. So please oh. take the mic. Oh. Who is Taylor? Taylor. Taylor is a 23-year-old girl in Sydney. I recently moved to Sydney for work. Another friend in Sydney for me. Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, I finished uni at the end of 2020 uh, online, mind you. So I got my law degree through Zoom. Fuck's sake. It was something else. Traumatic, to say the least. That's it. And now I have started at a commercial law firm as a graduate. I am not a lawyer yet. I will be admitted, hopefully, at the end of this year, uh, depending on how many other people want to be admitted because my cohort's pretty large. And yeah, that oh, is... I think you've got it in the bag, doll. Oh, oh. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if there's space. I think there's lots of different things going on right now with the COVID restrictions and stuff like that. But yes, that is the focus of my life. I do a few things outside of work. You have lots of passions, don't you? I Tell do. us about that. Oh, okay. That's um, what we're here for, doll. My, I think my biggest passion is advocating for gender equality i am amen absolutely i think everybody sort of undersells themselves when they refer to their own 
activism and calling themselves an activist, but that's exactly what it is. And I am extremely passionate about all things feminism and just advancing women's roles in society because as you will hear in the rest of this podcast, we are in dire need for it. (laughs) Okay. So essentially what is feminism? How would you describe it? Feminism is equality above all else. So I guess the formal definition would be the social, political and economic equality of the sexes, but equality is the best way to describe feminism because that is what it aims to achieve. And feminism is, you know, the freedom to, to choose and the freedom from discrimination and violence. And that is what feminism is to me anyway. So why should everyone care about it? I think this is a very important part of the discussion why everyone should care about it because I feel like a lot of people think that feminism is a woman's problem and it's a women's thing and it's not something that men need to partake in they don't have to be a part of the discussion and that is the furthest thing from the truth because feminism doesn't just benefit women it benefits men I think everybody should care about it purely because of the notion of patriarchy patriarchy is essentially a disease that's how i would describe it because as a disease it affects everybody so basically for those who are not super familiar with this kind of lingo the patriarchy is a power structure so it's a power structure where men hold primary power privilege status and wealth And in that, women are excluded. So it's sort of this multi-layered situation of women's oppression. And it always goes back to this ideology, this overarching theme of a patriarchal society. And it essentially is founded on male entitlement and how women are inherently just second-class citizens. And that's why there are certain things in life that makes women's life difficult and that those things should be there okay so what does this look like in life can you give me some examples right so in life this looks like gender roles it looks like sexism discrimination beauty standards covering your drink at a nightclub not feeling safe when you're walking home at night that these are all products of a patriarchal society and a society where feminism isn't embraced by everybody. A hundred percent. I feel like I can even personally relate to this just um, based on what I experienced opening up my shop just recently, um, renovating the whole shop and organizing all the tradesmen and project managing the whole thing. I felt like I was um, not taken very seriously by all the men that were working in the store and I felt they just were constantly approaching my father for all the questions rather than coming to me who's basically running the show. Running the show and paying the bills. Literally, I'm paying you but you're sitting there asking my father. You're degrading me by asking my father questions that 
he doesn't even know the answer to like instead of coming straight to me or even like just not being super educated obviously in how everything works like this is my first time opening up a store and renovating anything like I'm a complete rookie obviously but not even giving me the respect of kind of explaining how it works or anything like that just a respect that would be given to a man in your position with the same level of knowledge if this was just as an example my brother doing this same Mm -hmm. thing I don't think he would have had the same experience that I had I just felt like I was um underappreciated not underappreciated what's the word I'm looking for like just like your value is minimized 100% and it put me down a lot it definitely put me in a bad place I felt that I wasn't good enough to be in this position that I I wanted to give up just based on that experience on its own. That was one of the main reasons. And I spoke about this on my last episode that I spoke about business. Um, I I told you guys um, a few of the things that were really difficult for me opening up the salon. And um, I did mention to you guys that I was going to touch base on this in a bit more detail, which is what we want to talk about today. But yeah, this was just one of the things that I personally went through opening up this salon as a woman um yeah I just didn't feel like I was valued and I didn't have that respect so what would you say is the most important aspect of feminism intersectionality 100% so explain that what is that so intersectional feminism is basically an explanation of the different and cumulative layers of oppression so obviously you know it's pretty easy to see on a one-dimensional level how treating a woman with disrespect and treating a man with respect in the same situation like in monica's example is inequality at Mm. its basic form but there are lots of different things like gender race class ethnicity sexuality education these are all different layers that contribute to the overlapping experiences of oppression. Right. So it's almost like you could almost think of it in a, in a point system, like the more adverse aspects of these things you hold, the more likely you are to be subject to inequality. So, for instance, a gay woman of colour is likely, not likely, will face more inequality and more hurdles in her life than a cisgendered straight white woman. Why is that? Like, can we get into that? Why? Oh, that is a seriously complex question because, you know, why... Why is anything the way it is? I think how long is a piece of string, right? Yeah, I think that well, everything goes back, in my opinion, to patriarchy and settler colonialism. Those are the the two evils that have what seriously. What are they? I mean, I probably sound so dumb, but what is that? Like, explain that, because I feel like a lot of the people listening at home, um, this might even be the first time that they're kind of exposed to speaking about like a topic so deep like this so sometimes using big like even just for me like I'm still learning like I feel like I've learned a lot from you just from how passionate you are about this but still like 
I'm still learning and I'm sure people who are listening at home are probably still learning. So sometimes when I feel like you, you're so educated, like, and you're so oh. well-spoken, I feel like sometimes when you use these big words, people might not understand. So break it down, almost dumb it down, I guess, as well. It's so, or, I feel like it's so hard to revert back to the very foundations of why things are the way they are. Uh, especially when you've been inter- interacting with this kind of stuff for a while yeah. because it just it starts to you're so enraged by it and it just doesn't make sense to you the same yeah. way that the same way that Monica just asked well why is that and it's like that is like the million dollar question that I don't personally have a succinct answer to because it shouldn't be that way and there is no logical reason for it's just almost like we've just been raised that way like we've been grown up to think that way and it's only until I feel recently that people are starting to speak up more about this topic and and just empowerment in general and like well, I equality think... in general like I feel like this is just a recent thing well anyway it's just a recent thing that's just been like maybe used um maybe due to social media being such a big thing now I think like in light a big, of it... yeah a big light is shined on this and it's like does that make sense I do not wait it in line of everything that's happening in the news and what you've seen with women like Brittany Higgins and Grace Tame and, you know, highest public office committing the the gravest instances of sexual harassment and assault, like people in parliament. And it's, I feel like now a light has really been shone on this area with so many women that have never contemplated what this really means for them in sort of a broader narrative and like your life they're now like, well, what, what's going on here? Like, has this always been this way? And yeah. the fact of the matter is it absolutely has. Yeah. And it manifests in different ways. And I think the important thing to focus on is that, look, at the end of the day, these power structures were not created yesterday, but they are sustained today by yeah. all kinds of... Of different people, organizations, policies, I legislation. Guess that's a better way to say <laughs> basically what I just said. It's a better way to put it, yeah. So, yeah. Because of the society that we live in, what would you say the average girl struggles with the most? I think that the average girl struggles with internalized misogyny first and foremost and the most what is that so a product of the patriarchy is that you have internalized the belief that you are inferior to men and i know that me saying that that's probably, rich isn't it <laughs> it's very it's very confronting and it's multi-layered and i think that uh, a lot of people are like well no not me like i i make all these active efforts to split the bill or to put together my own coffee table or to, you know, these small, silly male attributes is this to like, activities. Is this in relation to, I guess, an example would be like, the, just, as, just a silly example, like the house duties, like how the men have their house duties, like cut the grass and they do the manly things and then the woman well, right, because you know, cooks you... and is known to like, you know, be the housewife, cooks and cleans and for their husband. Is that like what, what this is? Well, the thing is that you, that that's what comes from this because you hold yourself and other girls to a different social standard than 
what you hold men to. Right. So you that what we we're talking about before, you know, minimizing a woman's value and this gender bias and the gender roles that Monica's talking about right now and this judgment, they're all products of internalized misogyny. So all of these things that society has told you in the little increments and in all those things that we were talking about earlier, you've internalized these beliefs and then as you've gone on to interact with your friends and your family and your colleagues and the other women in your life, you say and do certain things because of this internalized misogyny that you have. And it's when you realize it, I think that it's a big awakening. A hundred percent. Just like I was saying before, just like learning this stuff from you, I'm just more woke about is that not the right thing to say you can say what you like well it's that's true like i'm just more um aware is that a better word i'm more aware of what i'm saying now does that make sense absolutely so what's give me another example then so i think (laughs) to to give like common phrases yeah that that give us some common phrases that girls use i guess or that yeah yeah i think that you know, saying something like, I'm not like other girls is a huge demonstration. Can I just say I'm guilty? Like I've hundred percent said that. Absolutely. I think everybody, especially going through high school had that sort of approach and sort of reaction to their individuality because you know, you, you might take up reading a lot more or you might like more sport or you, you maybe possess certain Male characteristics, male in Is this like when a girl would say, for example, like, oh, I don't get along with girls. I get along with boys better. Yes. Like girls are so much drama. Yeah. yeah. This is all, these are all, yeah. All examples of internalized misogyny because they're all informed by the idea that girls are usually all the same. And that we're this big homogenous group with the same characteristics. And it. We're almost degrading ourselves i guess oh absolutely and that's exactly that is exactly right because i think that a lot of people especially when you you're saying things like that you're coming from a point of like a moral high ground where you you're putting yourself above the rest of your gender but yeah it's like what you're really doing is undercutting not only all of them but yourself as well because you still belong to that group and you're just perpetuating those narratives yeah so yeah, I think another huge example that I think a lot of people relate to, but however, in the recent few years with the rise of um, OnlyFans, like Cass and Monica were talking about in the last episode, and just sex work in general, this has sort of decreased a lot. Well, with I, the people I hang around with anyway, but perhaps this is still being thrown around. Oh yes, in your life, but. The, you know, unlike her, I respect myself. Right. A hundred percent. I've heard that. Oh. Even to, in like now. The slut shaming. The policing of a woman's sexuality. I cannot. Like, who does that benefit? Like who? Because, you know, at the end of the day, like anything else, the way that you interact with people, you're, you're projecting always. Like, it's, it's a, it's something deep within you that you take issue with and that's why it's coming out in that way so whether it be because you don't feel empowered enough to be that way or 
you aren't making all the choices in life that you want to be making but you're telling yourself you are because of you're trying to live up to some standard like and you're just letting that out by essentially degrading other women that's right and it's just and for what good reason because you know what the the worst thing about all of this is is that all of them reinforce or imply all of these negative stereotypes about women that all work together to hold women back in the long run. So, you know, saying, well, unlike her, I respect myself, referencing someone that does OnlyFans or stripping or is a sex worker or a cam girl or whatever, you're implying that our bodies are not our own, but instead that they're political playgrounds that other people are entitled to judge. But that's not the case. And I don't know who that benefits because when you think about all of this logically, it's like, what are, what are we achieving by by having these trains of thought anyway. Like who's benefiting from this? Not you and not I. So So how do we change that moving forward? Like how do we become more aware, I guess, of the things we say? Like what what's a better example, I guess, or what's something that we can do to kind of or think like, you know, just as an example, like if you've caught yourself out or if you're listening to this, if you're listening to what Taylor's saying now and you're you're doing what I'm saying. Like I'm like to tell her, I'm guilty of this. I've said this before in the past. And I guess learning more about this and learning, um, you know, the things I say, there's more, um, there's more meaning to what I'm saying. Like, I'm not just, how can I word this? Like, I love, firstly, I love that Monica asked that right now, because if she was to ask me, you know, how do we move forward from all of this at the end of the episode? I would have started by saying the first step is to address your internalized misogyny Mm. because that's something that's within you and that's something by working to understand, you can then move forward in other areas of your life. So I think pragmatically you should just start being a little bit more critical of your thoughts and what you say and what they're connected to. Yeah. And so I think if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh my goodness, like this, I said this last week, like you're not a bad person. You, I think that everyone should still be kind to themselves, but I think that everyone's still learning. Like, I guess like people, some people just aren't even aware that what they're saying. Right. And you, you're just like, you're listening to this and you're on, the eve of a psychological disruption you're like oh my god my whole life's been alive literally that's <laughs> that's, that's me every, every time i learn something new i'm like oh my god like the things i've said the things i've thought like i can't believe i ever thought that way every girl's entry to feminism ever is that reaction <laughs> so i'm I, glad i'm not the only one <laughs> so i would start reading and listening and having conversations and bringing them to your friends and your family and you know it's it's just a matter of being a little bit curious about why things are the way they are and that's the best way to start tackling your biases i want to say like i want to put this in there i don't know if you've got in your notes that you want to talk about this later but um I want to use an example, right? Something, it's something that happened to us personally, just something that I can think back to um, when we were at the farm and we were with the boys. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. We were at the farm and we were with the shotguns. We were shooting oh. the things. 
and it's just a silly little example but it's just like things like this that happen and it's always when I'm with Taylor that I'm like oh my god like I, I give you the eye I'm like yes I, like I'm you know what I'm saying like, yeah okay the example is we were sh- we were shooting just like bottles like with the shotguns um and we were like we want to have a go right and then the guy like some other guy came over to me and he was like oh you're shooting like a woman oh you remember that yeah but he said he said it to one of the boys and he was like and well you're shooting like a woman you can't hit the target and, and they're like and, and they were like oh monica shot that gun better than you like you and you shoot you shoot worse than a woman or something like that just just that small little comment that hit me and i was i said something out loud i, I made a comment or i laughed i was like monica I, was like i was what, like what, you, but what do you mean by that and this yeah. is this is another thing <laughs> when you are confronted with stuff like that often you those people realize how illogical what they're saying is because when you ask them to explain what they mean by that they can't yeah because it's not founded in anything reasonable yeah and and where i'm getting with this is like right so when we when we were like we made that comment i looked at you and i was like "Uh uh-huh like did you hear that and then it's like they they they're sitting there laughing though like they think this is funny another thing is like when some of some boys around me like the more i'm starting to learn about this stuff and i bring it up in conversation like let's just sound the dinner table i'm gonna call my brother up right we're sitting here on the dinner table i bring something like this up and he's sitting there he's rolling his eyes at me he's like seriously like what are you turning into a feminist now like you know what i'm saying like the mm-hmm. the men they, they sit there and they roll their eyes at us when we or like when I made that, when I was like to him, so what do you what do you mean you shoot like a girl? He's probably sitting there thinking in his head, oh, seriously, like... What like, you, oh my God, yeah. what do you mean you're calling me out? Yeah, like... On my sexism. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, please. But shoot without you. Oh, by the way, all registered firearms. <laughs> That's I, I was like, you need a disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. All registered firearms, hunting rifles. <laughs> so given everything we've just spoken about then... What does this look like in numbers? Like, what does this look like Australia-wide for women? Right, statistics are my favourite thing because it's. I feel like it's one thing that a lot of people won't argue with. Don't get me wrong, you'll have people that argue it. But of course. if the proof is in the pudding, and there's plenty of proof, and plenty of pudding. So, <laughs> I guess... <laughs> Basically, so the, well, I mean, the, when you say numbers, like the first thing that comes to my mind is the gender wage gap. And I think any young working professionals, young working women in trades, in any profession, the gender wage gap is everywhere. It's obviously bigger in certain areas like finance than it would be in other jobs, which I won't list because I'm not fully aware of those lesser scales I, I would never want to undercut an industry so just i guess as a generalization so well the currently the gender wage gap in australia is 13.4 percent. so that is the percentage of the gap between a woman and a man's earnings 13.1 percent. wow so in dollars yeah women, what are we looking at give so, an example so women's average weekly like full-time earnings across all industries and occupations so this is sort of like uh, a mean figure is around fifteen hundred dollars a week and then a man's average is around eighteen hundred dollars a week why 
She's coming in with a million dollar question. Here everyone it is wants again. The Here it is again. That question. So there, are, there are so many things, and like honestly, the gender wage gap—that's an episode on its own. That's all I can say to this. Why? It's so, like, I just don't understand. So obviously, so many things go into that figure, and they range from women not getting. Like how do they justify this? Well. A lot of people don't have to because in most employment contracts, it's written that you can't talk about your salary with your colleagues. And that is there for that exact reason. That's what I was just about to say. Is that there just to hide pretty much that? Absolutely. And that's not to say that um, men aren't manipulated in their salaries as well because I'm sure in certain industries, like that's why... That's a whole nother. Yeah. There is a huge sort of like a shh, taboo mentality about money and like it's this is private money's i feel like nowadays not so much i feel that a lot of people are more open about their wages and it's more vocal i guess on i guess it's industry specific like i think in the um professional world they're a little bit more closed off it's not maybe i don't i'm not in the professional world so So in the in trades maybe it is a little bit more open i mean you get people that are open like i'm someone that's very open and encouraging with my colleagues because these are the people that are working alongside me at my level doing the same work i think it's smart for us all to be talking about what we're getting paid so that we're all getting paid of equal value obviously as you climb the ranks and you start getting promoted you have more bargaining power there's negotiations i understand that all those things are factored in but yeah it's just such an easy way to spot out any inconsistencies and, you know, obviously the gender wage gap, there is a myriad of things that go into that. You know, women are promoted less frequently. Um, they're sort of like, they have lots of issues coming in and out of maternity leave. And there is a lot of different reasons that contribute to the gender wage gap. And some are just blatantly like, you're not allowed to discuss your wage. And some of your male colleagues that are doing the same work as you are getting paid more for no reason so it's there's it's a whole can of worms and i encourage everyone to talk to their colleagues about what they're getting paid because it is not this big secret subject that organizations shows about this like it's 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 i feel like um it's more spoken about now. This is what I'm saying. Like, I feel mm. like maybe due to social media, due to like, even in movies, like I was saying in TV shows, it comes up like, um, a TV show I'm watching. It's, um, oh, what's it called? I can't think of what it's called, but the whole, like this whole spin off TV show, a, a certain part of it is literally just covering this. Like they go on their protests. They, the women end up speaking out about what they're, wages are they hack the system they work out that literally exactly what you're saying they they hack the system they work out that they're getting underpaid like they're getting paid less than the men and then it's this whole series about like this whole topic so i feel like it is more spoken about now which is why it's Mm -hmm. i guess more i think definitely in the last five years at least like two decades ago yeah probably different story but that's that's a really good segue into sort of this what people don't realize is that all of the discrimination and the sexism and the harassment all work together to also provide for the gender wage gap because women leave 
their roles yeah. because of men. Bottom line. Yeah. There is countless stories and... They almost made me want to give up building my own salon, make creating my own salon just because of like that exact reason. It's it's massive. Like in Australia, like one in two women experience sexual harassment during their lifetime. So one in two is like five million women. So five million women experience sexual harassment during their lifetime, and it's very likely that this is something you've gone through listening or someone that you know like it is so common and it's so normalized because of all these discriminatory biases and stereotypes that we have in society oh 100 percent. it's so common and how about domestic domestic violence sorry oh domestic violence is that is an endemic in itself like it is absolutely heartbreaking i think that it's i think the figure is like i think from 2018 to 2019 around 48 percent of women were assaulted by their spouse or domestic partner um and this is from it was a study that was done by the australian institute of health and welfare so it it's ridiculous and so many too many women die like die from these things there is actually a facebook group and i it's 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 quite confronting and it's but it's incredible it's called i think it's called counting dead women counting australian dead women yeah and it's a group of activists that pull all of the nation's statistics on um, domestic violence homicide and put just put numbers on their Facebook page and it's like a tally like a civil registry of women that have died from domestic violence um, and I think oh it's called and the group is called uh, Destroy the Joint I encourage you to go and look it up definitely I'm going to go look at it it's it's very it's confronting and it's so sad that is absolutely horrific and I think now's a good time to just let you guys know that I am going to put in um, a range of support services in the um, show notes just for you guys to look up. Um, just to have. Yeah. I know you're all sick of hearing about COVID probably, but I want to ask you this. Do you think that the pandemic has had a different effect on women as it has on men? Oh, 100%. I definitely think that like any health crisis, they exacerbate gender inequalities so much. And definitely with COVID-19, are women affected in disproportionate ways? How so? Well, firstly, in an increase in unpaid domestic labor. So in a lot of households, you know, despite you thinking that most women don't really engage in that housewife trope anymore, but a lot of them do. And a lot of them don't. They still definitely do. Yeah. And some people, you know what, some people like that and they enjoy that and they want that. And you're not, you're not not taking that away. No, but the, the reality is that because of having to stay at home and social distancing, there's an increase in this unpaid domestic labor and an increase in care responsibilities that these women had already. Yeah. And just, yeah, that increase um, of time at home 
because of the social distancing and isolation and even now what's what's happening with Melbourne again, mm. those measures are placing some individuals at risk of violence, people that are in violent and unhealthy relationships and you're putting them and sort of forcing them to be in a close proximity with their perpetrators and people that are threats to them. Did you hear um, I was speaking to one of my clients who's um, owns a law firm and she was just telling me how the pandemic um, during the whole pandemic there's been a huge increase of divorce the divorce rate mm-hmm. huge huge increase of divorce and huge increase of domestic violence i think that people aren't used to being in such close capacities with their partners and that's you know not even just physically but mentally yeah just like in that sharing sort of that social and emotional environment because you know when you're eating and having your leisure and working all in the the same same place like obviously that's going to produce some precarious situations so that is that's a huge point of everyone can relate to that one yeah but i mean in in the sense of um people being put at risk you know it's obviously predominantly women that are uh the victims of domestic violence and just as on that um that predominant feature of women female healthcare workers have been placed on the front lines of this crisis yeah so you know we rely so much on healthcare workers that are predominantly women like nurses are predominantly women and they've carried us through this pandemic so um that's obviously another disproportionate effect that's out of everyone's control but Yes, I absolutely believe that the pandemic has affected women differently into the way it's affected men. Okay, I have a question for you that's a little bit off topic, but also not really. Um, I feel like you're the perfect person to ask. What is the difference between gender and sex? I, this is so important. I love this question. I knew you'd love this one. This, oh, okay. We're going, we're going to basics here, people, but let me tell you that the definitions of these things will, in some instances, equip you with the tools to go head-to-head with people because this is so misunderstood and it makes me so fucking angry. Because <laughs> There's the fire. There it is. That people use a misinformed definition of yeah. these things. Yeah. To justify their bigotry. And it's like, you don't even understand what that means. <laughs> okay, so sex <laughs> refers to biological attributes. So this is like chromosomes, hormone levels, genitalia of humans and animals. Not just us. Okay? Humans right. and animals. Right? Gender. Listen closely, people. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Gender is a social construct. Right. So this refers to behaviours, expressions, and identities. Now you're probably thinking, well, couldn't you sort of make this up? Do we not? Well, does that kind of mean that gender's not really a real, real thing? Yes. (laughs) right you're on the money okay gender exists on a spectrum it's not static it can change over time it's fluid 
And most importantly, it is what you make it. Okay, now obviously in this society, we have very firmly seated gender roles that tell us men prefer blue and are better leaders and are stronger. Women are more emotional, hysterical. They like pink. I love that. The reality is all individuals are multifaceted, multidimensional. They like different things for their own reasons and they should be free to be able to enjoy the things that they like. Men should be free to wear makeup, skirts, whatever they want. Okay, because at the end of the day, gender is a social construct and it is entirely about expression and identity, something that you form for yourself. This notion of gender is really lost on people, really lost. And there are certain groups of people with certain ideologies that just can't grapple with this because they confuse the two and they mix them up and they mix them together and they're like, but no, men should act like this. Women should act like this. This is how it is. This is how people are. No, because at the end of the day, if you pick five people that identify as men off the street, five that identify as women, or five that identify as non-binary, all of them, don't get me wrong, will have some different interests. But they're also going to have overlapping interests. Like, it's not it's not a one-size-fits-all once you're in that one bucket. Okay, you're a woman. You should prefer to be feminine. And you are only allowed to like things so far as it serves the male gaze like no okay i've had enough so yes if you can truly grasp the difference between sex and gender and communicate this to your friends and your family and your communities you're going to point to a lot of flaws in a lot of people's bigotry because it's unfounded it's unreasonable pisses me off Pisses everyone off. But that's why this is a... I need to stop swearing. It's an excellent question. It's a great question. So yes, Monica, that is the difference between sex and gender. I feel like it's such a controversial topic though, only because just based on what I was saying to you before, conversations, even in the salon, um, and I want to bring up like, um, I don't know if this is relevant or if this is on the same topic, but when people when this whole situation came up when they were going to expand the sex education Mm -hmm. um is this like on topic i guess you would say of like male and male and female and female and like explain it i guess further they were talking about just expanding the the education yeah so what they're looking to do in school curriculums now is that ensure that girls and boys in schools have identical consent yeah education yeah so yeah if you i was uh if you aren't aware of um Breely or chantel contos they do incredible work in this space and i'll link them all in the show notes yes. for you guys to look up i was listening to a 
a podcast where Brie Lee was reading out one of her essays and she often goes to schools to give talks about consent. And she went to a co-ed school and she got to the hall and it was all the female students. And she said uh, to the teachers, you know, is, is this it? Why isn't the entirety of the cohort here? And they're like, oh, no, it's you. you'll just be speaking to the female students. And she's like, well, why is that? And, well, the boys are getting a different talk. The boys were getting a talk about financial planning. Are you serious? While the girls were getting taught about consent. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Like, it, That's so fucked up. It's just, anyway, that's straying a bit far off, but it's. A serious. Well, I was. That's what I was just gonna say. I feel like it's just an eye roll. I feel like people are just so outraged by it. But why? I know. And that's the thing. It, it all goes back to you confusing yeah. what gender is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so to wrap this up, what would be your advice to the people listening at home who I guess have just listened to this whole episode and are probably thinking, "Oh my god, help." <laughs> I, I can relate to this too bad like i i want to learn more like how do i do better right i love that well i think you need to start reading i don't know if people that don't like reading start getting into podcasts, podcasts as well podcasts are shows. great i feel like podcasts are the new thing right now and there's so many podcasts on this exact topic i'm gonna give go way more into a range of resources yeah. uh, to put in the show notes just to sort of direct you if you're like but where do I go we, we've got you covered on that but it's you you need to start opening your mind to these sorts of things and the way that you do that is by engaging with people's stories and these that's how I've learned yeah mm. uh, the different theories that go along with this because you know you will find yourself down a rabbit hole because there is a lot of literature to support these things and some things will absolutely shock you and many women before you have done a lot of research and fought a lot of good fights to have certain things that we have now the rights that we have yeah and then and we don't even have them all and that's what's that's the saddest that part. is the saddest part so yeah i would say reading listening and having conversations but then it it you know that's with you but it doesn't stop at you like you need to bring those conversations to the people around you to your friends to your family and to your workplaces um and in that when you feel safe and comfortable too and i'm going to preface that because you you do not have to put yourself in danger in the name of feminism mm -hmm. if you do not feel safe to call out someone that has cat called you across the street because you feel like your life is in danger then do not do so because that's not what this is about. However, if you feel safe and comfortable to do so, you should absolutely hold the people around you accountable to the stupid things that they say. Even microaggressions. And it doesn't have to be, screw you, you're the reason that I can't live in this world as an equal counterpart to you. Like, I feel like you need to be so careful with that though. Because even just on TikTok, um, I've been seeing a lot of that. Like women will just be recording like someone will catcall them as an example and they'll start recording on their phones because they're about to rip them apart. Yeah. And oh, then... well, look, if you... But this is the thing. I I think there's different ways to go about different things and there's a time and place for different things and that's, that's all relative and that's going to depend on the situation that you're in because, you know, for instance, at my... Like, at my workplace, I would say, and not that I have experienced this um, at 
my workplace at the moment, but I would feel comfortable to call out any unwanted behavior because those people, not only should they know better, but I, I feel safe enough to do so um, because of my organization and my HR and my superiors. Right. But if I didn't, then I would not. So yeah, there's a big um, disclaimer on that. And then the last, the last two things I would say is to be kind to yourself in your learning process because it's if you're not it's going to be really easy to just throw in the towel because it's like well you know what I'm just like I have this joke that every time I do something that subscribes to you know a traditional gender role I just say that I'm being complicit in my own oppression it's a joke but like not really (laughs) um but no you should be kind to yourself and at the end of the day I am a very firm believer that empathy is a human superpower and it goes not only for other people because you should have that for other people, but also for yourself. That's how we grow and evolve without wanting to um, launch into oncoming traffic. And And then lastly, um, you need to support the organizations and the people that do the groundwork um, on these issues. So I think, you know, the next time that and you know what it goes as far as like downloading a podcast episode or you know viewing an article or sharing something because you're promoting that not only are you spreading awareness but a lot of the time all those clicks they contribute to royalties and money yeah so it's not just about um opening your purse which i encourage you to do if you are in a position to yeah but um i know that that's not feasible for everybody all the time that's a good one yeah, that would be my advice. That's that's all I have to say. I think you've said a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> no, but everything was amazing. Um, I really appreciate you opening up and educating us all a little bit oh. about this whole topic. Um, okay, so I think we'll close it off now because we've been chatting for almost an hour. I know. Amazing. Well, it's it's a really good topic. We could go on for days if we wanted to. We could. But yeah, I am going to end it here. And um, like I said before, I'm going to put um, all these references in the show notes for you guys. Taylor's going to give me a big list of um, different podcasts, different articles, I guess, books maybe. You said there was a few books that you liked. So I'm going to put all that down in the show notes. Do you want to give yourself a sneaky shout out? (laughs) Taylor Swarovski, you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, Okay, well, yeah, I'm gonna think I'm gonna end it here again. Thank you so much for for coming on board. I can't wait to have you again. I can't wait to watch Monica snowball and succeed in everything that she does, like she's already been doing, and it's very exciting being her friend because I get to witness all of her greatness firsthand. But watching other people witness her is just like a whole other satisfying experience. So I'm very excited to be on this episode, um, to be talking about things that I love and for Monica give, to give me that platform and to... 100%. I'm so happy to give you this platform. Okay, yes, I'm going to end it here. Thank you guys for listening. If you listened all the way through, thank you so much. You rock. Um, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.